In today's episode, I will explain to you how you can prevent site owners from associating their site to your hub. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 72 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So in today's episode, we're talking about hub sites again, uh, one of my favorite topics. And today, I would like to explain to you two different ways, two different techniques on how you can prevent team site owners from associating sites to the hub that you created. Perhaps it makes sense for me first to briefly explain to you what a hub site is. I actually recorded a number of episodes uh, about hub sites. Uh, If that's of interest, you can uh, uh, listen to episode number two, uh, 42, 46, 59. If you can remember all all these numbers, uh, you know, during these episodes, I uh, uh, spoke about hub sites uh, and explained different features uh, available uh, within hub sites and advantages, etc. In case this is the first time you hear about hub sites, essentially a hub site is a feature in SharePoint that allows you to uh, combine, unite uh, all the different sites into something logical and essentially allows you to build common navigation. That's pretty much the main feature of a hub site is the ability to have common navigation among all the different uh, SharePoint sites that you have. So the idea is that you would have one, uh, uh, you know, main site, we call it a hub site, and then uh, this is where you would maintain uh, the global navigation, and then all the other sites uh, will be associated uh, to your hub site, and uh, all those sites will also be added as links uh, from this global navigation. So once again, the idea is that uh, if, let's say, a user lands on the main uh, internet um, you know, homepage, the main hub site, um, the, that user will be able to easily navigate pretty much within one click to uh, any other uh, site uh, that, is, that is part of the hub. And of course, because navigation will be common um, among all these sites, uh, thanks to hub uh, functionality, hub site functionality, uh, the user will easily be able to go to any other site uh, or you know return to the home site etc and uh, essentially when you um, create a hub uh, there are three main steps involved first you need to uh, register a site you know pick a site that will serve um, you know kind of as a main site in your environment um, usually it's a communication site of some sort so you register the site as a hub that's step number one the second step you associate uh, all the other sites that you need to uh, add to your hub, you associate um, all the sites to your hub. That's step number two. And finally, uh, step number three, that's the manual step. Um, This is where you have to build out the navigation. Uh, When you associate a site to the hub, um, the uh, site is not added to the navigation automatically. It's something you have uh, actually have to do manually. Uh, And that's uh, the uh, step number three, essentially the final step. And when a site is associated uh, to the hub, uh, first of all, it inherits that menu that you build out uh, up top, uh, the global menu, it inherits the theme. It also becomes part of the search scope. So if you search for something uh, from the, the main hub site, 
it will also pick up uh, you know the, on the search results uh, from all the associated uh, sites as well assuming of course you have access to those associated uh, sites so that was a quick overview of uh, hub site functionality but what i want to talk to you about today specifically is that second step the ability to associate sites to the hub the truth of the matter is is that uh, it's not just you who can associate sites uh, to the hub that you created. Uh, literally anyone can associate their sites to your hub. And when I say literally everyone, I mean the site owners, right? Obviously, if I'm a member of uh, a given team site, I cannot associate a site uh, to the hub. It's, it's only the site owners who can, who can do that. With that being said, if you are, let's say, the owner of your site, right? Let's say you have a team site, you are the owner, essentially have full control to your site. You can associate your site to any hub you have within your tenant. And you don't even need permission from the hub owner. Even if that um, site owner doesn't have access to the admin center, that's where uh, hub associations can occur. Another location where they can occur um, is under the gear icon, right? If you click on the gear icon, site information and again you know uh, assuming you are the uh, team site owner you can just click uh, again on gear icon site information and there is a drop down um, um, under hub association uh, that there is a drop down that shows you a list of all the hub sites that you have within your environment and you can literally pick one and join it um, whenever you wish and another twist to it is that you don't even need to have access to the hub site. That's right, not even a visitor access. So you might not even have access to the hub site at all, yet you would be able to join it. Now, I know this doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's just how it is set up. Again, you don't need even to have access to the hub site in order to join it. Now, if I am the hub owner, I might not necessarily like it. Um, if I created a hub, uh, let's say it was maybe an, yeah, a hub for my internet or you know, a client hub or maybe a hub for a given a division or department, I don't want every site owner out there to just join my hub without at least asking me or you know, at least asking for permission. So that was kind of a long introduction to what I'm going to explain to you next. And essentially what I would like to explain to you next is how to prevent those unwanted guests from your hub. There are actually two different ways to achieve this. And let me briefly describe both of these techniques to you. And before I do that, uh, I want to remind you that obviously, since this is a podcast, uh, it might be challenging for you to kind of visualize and follow what I'm saying. So what I will do is include in the show notes uh, relevant blog posts with step-by-step -step instructions so you can check them out at, at a later time and follow the instructions uh, when you're in front of your computer. Now, the first technique, uh, the first thing you can implement, uh, option number one, would be to specify the people who can associate their sites to your hub. Uh, now, this is actually something you can do during uh, hub creation. When you um, create a site and then register it as a hub, um, there is a field that is blank by default, but actually it's a field that's asking you to list the people who can associate sites with this hub, right? And you know, typically when you create a hub, you leave it blank uh, and um, you know, obviously, if you want to restrict people 
uh, from Associate Insights uh, to your hub, this would be a place to populate them, all right? So again, um, when you register your site as a hub, um, there is a field that will ask you, that will prompt you, and that's an optional field that will prompt you to um, you know, fill in, essentially provide the names of users, um, of the approved users who will be able to associate uh, the site to the hub. If you already created a hub site, not a problem at all. Um, again, you would need to um, navigate to the SharePoint Admin Center because that's where um, you know this um, uh, hub settings uh, reside. So you would click uh, the checkbox next to your site, to your hub, and uh, from the hub menu up top, choose Edit Hub Site Settings. And uh, you will be, of course, able to you know change the name of the hub if necessary. But uh, once again, you will be able to provide the list of users who uh, can associate uh, the site to the hub. Now, what will happen with this a particular option when the site owners now try to go ahead and you know connect uh, the beautiful site to your hub, they essentially will not even see uh, the uh, your hub site in the list of hubs. All right. So if you have five or six you know hubs, but you prevented um, you know a prevented um, um, you know your hub uh, from associating you know prevented people from associating. Um, sites to your hub, then you know in the dropdown they will only see uh, the other hub sites. They might only see three or four um, hubs and not you know the other ones. And this is a great technique to utilize if uh, kind of you are going to be the only one managing the hub and you know managing essentially associations uh, to the hub. Or maybe you might you know have a few more trusted people. But the bottom line is uh, for this particular method, for this particular technique to work you always need to go to SharePoint Admin Center and essentially update that uh, list of approved people. So that's kind of the uh, downside, if you will, of this particular option. Uh, but an, again, you know, a great option if you just don't want uh, you know, to deal with people asking you for permission to join the hub, you just literally you know, you know, um, specify the names of trusted people and uh, that's about it. Now, there is also another option, uh, option number two, uh, which might be a little bit uh, more elegant, and uh, that would be managing hub associations via Power Automate workflow. This option is great for situations when uh, you maybe are open to users um, requesting access to your hub, and essentially what will happen is when the request access, um, the sites will not be um, you know joined. Uh, to the hub automatically, um, they will go through an approval, right? So, and typically, let's say, obviously, if you are the hub owner, the approvals will go to you first, and only after you approve the request, the site will uh, become part, will be associated with your hub. Now, what's cool about this option is that if you are not familiar with Power Automate, uh, no worries at all, uh, because you can build this Power Automate workflow using the out-of-the-box template that exists. And essentially, all you have to do is just navigate uh, to your hub site, uh, click on the gear icon, hub site settings. And of course, this is the area where you can edit uh, some hub site uh, settings. And one of the options um, just above the save button would be require approval for associated sites to join. And by default, the toggle switch will be switched off, not required. But what you can do, you can enable that switch. And what will happen, it will actually carry you through the wizard that will help you build the Power Automate workflow. 
and it's a pretty straightforward wizard. You don't even have to deal with any coding or scripting. You literally just have to follow the prompts and you provide the names of the approvers. And based on that, the information you supply, the Power Automate workflow will be built for you. And of course, if you are familiar with Power Automate and if you are comfortable with uh, um, you know, editing uh, the logic, you can all, always go back uh, to, to the workflow and edit it and add steps, uh, add approval steps, you know, customize emails, um, uh, all that stuff. So what will happen in this particular case with this uh, second option is that when, let's say, um, you build that workflow on your hub and I'm the uh, site owner uh, who wants to join the hub, um, I will go to the gear icon, site information. I will see the um, your hub site in a list of hubs. So it's not going to be hidden like with option number one. I'm going to choose that particular hub site and click join. And it will actually display a message for me up front that you know, um, in order for me to join this hub, there is an approval workflow behind the scenes. So I will kind of know that it's not a straightforward step. It will actually tell me, warn me that first I need to obtain the approval. And um, once I um, you know, uh, click um, you know, join, um, it, what will happen is um, um, the workflow will kick off and essentially at that point, you know, the email, the approval email will be sent out to the hub site owner. And once the hub site owner approves the request, only at that point, the site will become part of the hub. Uh, so this option is great for situations when, you know, I guess it's a more elegant option, right? Um, this is for situations when uh, you're open to site owners uh, joining your hub uh, and you don't want to just kind of restrict it uh, totally, like with option number one, uh, you're open to that. And essentially, again, it's just a more elegant kind of solution where you deal with requests uh, through approvals and rejections. So these are the two techniques that are available. That's all I really wanted to mention in this particular episode. I think, uh, especially if you're part of a large organization, I think implementing one of the options is, uh, you know, truly important uh, for many reasons and governance reasons, etc. cetera. Um, uh, so again, it probably makes sense for you to pick one of the options and implement it. Uh, if you're part of large organizations, have lots of hubs, have <laughs> deal with lots of different site owners, um, who might join your hub. All right, so I think that's all I wanted to mention in this particular episode. Hopefully you learned something new. As always, in the show notes, I will include a bunch of URLs uh, pointing to my blog posts with uh, step-by-step instructions on how to uh, configure uh, hub site settings, how to uh, create that workflow. Again, I will list all these uh, blog posts and uh, you will be able to check them out uh, when you're in front of your computer. But for now, thank you very much for listening um, and uh, talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.